Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Abbott is February 24th, and it's Wednesday night. You know what that means. It's the NXT AEW review here on Fightful. We got lots of stuff for you guys. If you've been liking that women's tournament, we got an interview with Maki Ito. If you're liking the, the, the women's stuff over on NXT, we got an interview with Dakota Kai up. If you're liking AEW Dark, this week we have a Sean Maluda interview up that you guys will want to check out. He tells some good stories about Michael Nakazawa, Kota Ibushi, uh, working NXT, all that good stuff. But we've got NXT and AEW to review, and we got Robert DeFelice here. Robert, how you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. Another great Wednesday night. Uh, a fun Wednesday night. Alex Pawlowski, host of Sour Graps on Fightful Select. How you doing? Well, oh, my God. I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I'm solid. I'm all right. I'm okay. Uh, guys, please leave a thumbs up on this video. If you're watching, please subscribe. Please donate a super chat. Get your question or statement read on the air. It would mean a lot to us. Your support in that regard helps us more than I could possibly explain. Uh, and we're going to start off. But Actually, uh, Ricardo Holt says, can't wait to see the six-woman tag with Maki Ito. Hey, check out my interview. I had... Kayla of Church of Joshi read the answers along for us because uh, Maki wanted to do it through a translator. Blew up, did 10,000 views. I was so excited about that. Thank you guys very much for supporting that. I can't tell you how important that is for me, especially when we, we highlight somebody who has not been on Fightful before. And Kayla is the best of the best. She is wonderful. And Rob Reed says, well, I didn't do it. I didn't put my heart into it. He says, that was a big show. Seriously, though, probably my favorite thing, uh, my favorite dynamite of this year so far. Well, he queued us up. The big show has signed with AEW. Now, here's the thing I talk about this at length on the list, and you boy, why I think it's a good idea pending the usage. Um, I mean, they made their money back on Sting on T-shirts probably already based on those sales. Big Show ain't going to sell those those T-shirts like that. But you know what? 
for that upcoming action figure line or that video game or any number of things. Just the experience. If they ever branch out into sitcoms, Alex, uh, there, there's a lot of value there. He's in better shape than, than he was 20 years ago. I don't need to see a full big show run, but I could think of worse things here than, than him coming in and doing some commentary, teaching some people some stuff, probably doing a podcast with Conrad Thompson called The White Side of History. Um, although that sounds like a sounds like a QAnon <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I was gonna somebody was like, uh, so what's the what's the version of the of the big show show? And I'm like, the Paul White White? I don't know. <laughs> that doesn't quite quite uh, work. The White family sitcom and it doesn't yeah, work as well. Yeah. yeah. I it, you know what? If we get if we get one ringside chant from AEW that's just tall Paul. Tall Paul. It's worth it for me. Yeah. It's worth it for me. But Alex, I want to know what you think. Well, like, as, as you said, when, when I, when I first uh, saw the news, I was like, that's, I already fell for the weird Photoshop a couple of weeks ago. Yes. You're not going to get me again. <laughs> Trolls on the internet. Uh, but it was real. Um, and I, uh, yeah, I was like, wow. Cause it, he's, he always felt like, like a, like a WWE lifer, you know yes. what I mean? Like there's a certain that that generation just feels like WWE lifers, and and I mean I, I guess we shouldn't feel that way considering I would include as that part of the generation um, Chris Jericho, who's long long not, um, but it just it feels like um, it's a it's a regardless of if he ever gets into the ring. Um, uh, like just having him there is a major statement. Like that guy is synonymous with a with with a certain era of WWE at its top. And he's he's given quotes about how he just doesn't necessarily love the creative that goes on there. Yes. And perhaps he thought there's something that he could contribute here where maybe his ideas might be listened to or he could help some some younger guys get over. I don't know. I, I like how you just said they might be listened to as opposed to listened to more because they ain't listen to it all, probably. probably not by not. the guy there. Nope. And I'm sure he's got plenty of them. And like I said, he's probably got a million dollar podcast in him too, which uh, I talk about at length on the list in your boy. But pending the usage of him, I think this could be good. Um, Evan Wright says, talk is Jericho, baby. I could fully see Shaq and Cody Rhodes shaking hands after their match. And then cr- they face Chris Jericho and Big Show down the line because yeah. – I don't need to see Jericho or I don't need to see Big Show and Shaq one-on-one. Maybe they'll do it. Maybe cinematic. That would be kind of fun. But, um, Robert, what are your thoughts on this? I know that me and you, when Jeremy put it in the chat, our staff chat, we were like, piss off, really funny. We (laughs) thought you meant the Go Big Show (laughs) show on TBS. Yeah, this came out of left field. It's very clear that when Tony Khan gets angry and says, I have aces up my sleeve, he's got a lot of them. And this is one I wasn't expecting. This is them getting a core of the Attitude Era, probably the closest thing you'll get at this point to a Rock or Austin or an Undertaker. And now he's there. And what can he offer? I don't know. He's coming as a commentator. And everybody seems to be going, but what's he going to do in the ring? And maybe he doesn't for a while. Maybe he's just going to do the revamped learning the ropes from uh, the... 80s on TBS. Maybe that's his thing. I don't know. But 
I'm glad he's there. I'm glad he's going to be used. And he was in the main event of WrestleMania. So AEW scooped that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, a, a two-man booth with him and Shivani on this new YouTube show where they're going to feature the some of the top people on Dynamite. It's not going to be like Dark where it's 40 matches. It's an hour, a tight hour, apparently, on Monday. Um, with those two guys in the booth, that's a that's a cool booth. I'd be really li- willing to listen to those guys talk about these these people doing great stuff. If I were AEW, I'd probably just, you know, all due respect to Conrad, love the guy, great guy. I'd probably start my own podcast network. Yeah, and be like, "Hey, big show. Why don't? How about you do one?" And Sting, how about you do one? Like, maximize what you're getting out of these guys. Evan Wright says, "Alex not following or falling for fake Woj accounts rule. That used to be the only accounts I blocked, and then I just rationalized it by saying that everybody who's a jerk to me is actually a fake Woj account, and then right. I blocked them." Yeah. Ryan B. Jam says, "Can't wait until White meets as many me and John Silver. I would like that as well." Nerf Guru says, oh, Moss is going to be named the really big show. Uh, the Gianter. Yeah. Oh, man. So, uh, of course, we talked about the big show thing at length on the list in your boy today. Make sure you guys check it out. Uh, Evan Wright says, I'd pay for a Jerry Lynn Best Friends podcast. Best Friends had a really good show that they did on, uh, I think it was High Spots. Yeah. Maybe. It was, it was fantastic. I really wish they would bring that back, but. We got AEW, we got NXT, a couple of really good shows, a couple of really fun shows. Kicked off with John Moxley kicking Ryan Nimeth's ass. This was a much better showing for Ryan Nimeth. He sold really great. The paradigm shift was good. Um, and then John Moxley cut a badass promo. And I had people telling me, I had, I don't want to say all week, but I had like two or three people telling me this week the John Moxley promo is really good. I thought it was really, really good, Robert. <laughs> It was, uh, real quick, Nemeth, I, I don't get it. He got airtime on Impact just to talk, and it's, that was it's weird. weird to me that all these years later now, they're like, yeah, let's run with uh, his brother. Let's do it. And I hope it works out better for him than it has thus far. The Moxley promo was badass. John Moxley is so much better than... Dean Ambrose ever was. And I'm not one of those people who believes the Dean Ambrose run was bad. I actually thought it was really good. And this John Moxley run blows it out of the water because you feel every word he says. He basically said he might retire after this match because it might just be that brutal. And if he does, it's a damn good way to go because he lives for the bleeding and everything that comes with professional wrestling he is as good as it gets because he makes wrestling sound important i'll say this if he legitimately retired which he's not gonna after this match it would be the most appropriate thing for that to be what cancels him and josh barnett again because they are supposed to finally have their match after trying to do it three or four times in april so that's why like you know there's been some dark twitter murmurs that he might be written off tv soon and I'm like, well, he does. He's got a Tampa show, so I mean, he will be doing that at least. Bam says, "Glad you're a part of our community, Sean." Well, hey, I'm glad you're a part of ours. I appreciate that an awful lot. Um, Varsity Blondes against Cage and Ricky Starks. This went longer than I thought it would, but I'm glad that Cage and Ricky Starks are occasionally getting these tag team matches. And that's one of the things I love about AEW. Robert is like almost everybody has a tag team too, and it's like, why not? Why not? Yeah, this was 
a fun match. It's very clear that Brian Pillman Jr. is still signed to another company because he gets his ass kicked yeah. while Griff Garrison gets to look like a star. Till, till the summer, for those wondering. Oh, uh, yeah. And I think maybe after that, we'll see him start to get some offense in. This was fun. And every time I see Griff Garrison, I'm like, he is a guy who is going to become an AEW homegrown big time superstar. Yeah. Like, I, I think, and I mean, you could argue that that Brian Pillman might be looked at that as well. Although I will say, for the complaints about MLW pay and all that, they have a proven formula. Once you're on their show, you are on WWE and AEW's radar. And it's it's not even something that you can you can dispute at this point. I mean, Swerve Strickland, Brian Pillman Jr., Humberto Carrillo, Angel Garza. Like you go it goes on and on and on. Um, yeah, which uh yeah, I, I was gonna make an Austin Aries comment. I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> I'm not gonna do it. I, I'm gonna cover my mouth for that one. Uh, Ricardo Holt says, just got me a new job. Here's a few bucks for you all. Hey, I appreciate that. Uh, donate a super chat, get your question or statement read on the air. I would greatly appreciate it. Almost as much as I appreciated whatever the hell they did with Sting and Darby Allen in this skit. I giggled like a little kid, Alex. It's just, <laughs> what was this? Everybody like this. This is go, going back as far as the Warren Hayes and and and, and Louis Dangor days, they, making fun of me every time they did a, a, a Darby Allen video in black and white, and I thought it was cool. They're like, come on, that was all leading up to this, to this moment of St- I don't even know if it was Sting. It was Sting's gloves, that's yeah. for sure, <laughs> driving out into the middle of the desert, which is apparently where they they drove that body bag full of Darby Allen out into the middle that's, of the desert. It's a long ways away. Where's the nearest desert to, to, to Tampa and to Jacksonville, Florida? I don't know. But I thought that was great. And, and they unzipped it, and they never actually see Darby and Sting in the same shot. And that's so cool. And it's like Darby sits up, brushes the dust off his title. His makeup is still perfect from before he got put in the bag. This is a, this is a wonderful, like, student film. Because it's great. I thought it was so much fun. I love how they uh, they they let nobody else in WEW has this aesthetic at all. But it is entirely unique and true and 100% um, consistent for Darby Allen. I love that they allowed that to be this guy's thing. That he's always going to be this. That's really cool. I wow. love that. Yeah, uh, please Sting, tell me what you thought about this. Sorry. Sting is just getting to do his resident hoodlum shit. Like he is... Just in his element, he drove Darby Allen through the desert. Now, this makes sense because, as you well know, Sting has had uh, little people try to blow up boats with him on it. Sting has been in a white castle strap of fear. Like, this is very on-brand for Sting. And then he he just comes out, and now he's throwing Stinger splashes. Like, he found his spirit in the desert, and I I'm here for it. He comes out on a zip line, which I thought that doing this on a tape show was a really good idea because it looked to me like Darby was struggling to get the zip line unhooked. But tape show, who gives tape a show. shit? Okay. Edit around it. Do right. this stuff on tape shows. Why not? Use use the benefit of what you've got. And this ended up being really good. Valab says, I thought it was great. Darby's smile sold it for me. Yeah. I tell you what, 
you you could argue the last two years have been him applying some headlocks and and drop toe holds to set up for the high spot of a smile because I wasn't expecting that after seeing him just it being so just just straight. I don't want to say straight laced, but just frowny and angry and just angsty all the time. Evan Wright says. Sting pointing at the rafters at Darby was great. It really was. And Sting had a hook. Uh, Rob Reed says, Sting book beats up hook. Yay. Jericho beats up Papa Buck. Boo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's go into that. So the Young Bucks bring their parents along. And we, we know who Papa Buck is. And most people who've watched AEW prob- probably have an idea. And they're showing off the truck, the semi-trucks to him. They're taking pictures next to it. But later, Jericho, again, very clearly working his ass off to get in better shape after the the NBA Twitter debacle. Um, MJF and Jericho have beaten up Papa Buck to where he's bloody, and they throw him to where he bleeds onto the young Buck's faces. How'd you like this, Robert? Uh, Papa Buck will not be winning any Oscars for Actor of the Year. He might win for Over Actor of the Year at the... After they did it to uh, Matt's side, Jericho literally like pushed him down because he was milking it for so long. Uh, this was fine. Jericho is so big on, I have to have a story and the story has to mean something. I sadly, it's kind of the point where I can't take the Young Bucks seriously when they're angry because everything they sure. do feels like a bit to me. So I, I it, like it doesn't connect. But this was good for what it was. Well, I mean, I can take them a whole lot more seriously than good the Good Brothers because I watch Being the Elite. Although Smith and Wiz and Catching a Kids is like, like I hear it in my head now because I watch so much of this. Ryan B. Jam says we need a cross promotion match of Papa Buck and Ms. Dad. I think Papa Buck's whooping his ass. What do you all think? I think Ms. Dad might have it. I mean, that that fighting stance <laughs> is iconic. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god jesus man so we had jake hager brandon cutler um so this was tied into that jake hager wins okay yeah this is the definition of apathy for me i i, I don't care i i feel like hager was good as an early challenger for moxley they haven't done much since brandon Cutler's great Nothing against him. I'm never going to think he's winning a big match. Sure. I, I didn't need this match, but I see I see why they did it so they could speed up what we just saw. Um, this was to set up that. The inner circle beat down Cutler and the Young Bucks ran out, and that was to lead to MJF and Jericho beating up Papa Buck. So I, I get why they did it. Yeah, I think Brandon Cutler would have a better chance if he wore the dragon head. Um, which I, I don't know if I have just have, have my head down every time he makes an entrance. This is the first time I ever saw him wearing the dragon face, and I thought I was watching like a community theater production of Desolation of Smaug. You, like, you know what? I, I, had, I had no idea he ever comes out wearing the full dragon head. I didn't know. I was like, who the hell is this guy? Oh, it's Brandon Cutler. Do it, and then Phoenix and Penta will show up, and they'll be like, Drago, where you been? Where's Dra- Drago? We, we missed you. We missed you. Is Aerostar with you? Yes, come on. Come on, come on and win some matches with us. <laughs> like, I, I would love that. Uh, Hannah M says, Buck's dad reminded me of Cena's dad from the Edge stuff. Cena's dad, is he turned into a worker. Oh, my. 
to the point where he was running shows and WWE would let Cena show up at some of them. Uh, FH says, can't see Inner Circle winning at Revolution, but how many in-ring losses can the faction take and still be dominant? I say give them the belts. Yes, give the tag team of Santana and Ortiz the belts. Yeah. Jericho and MJF don't need it. Should have happened. Yeah, should have happened last week. I think they should have won it. I think that they should be facing Jericho and MJF, and that that continues the inner circle strife. And it should have been Young Bucks and Good Brothers for the Impact titles yeah. at Revolution as well. I, I, if if they were if they were credibly building an unrelated babyface tag team aside from all of this to get a shot against Jericho and MJF. Like once they, once they became champions, I think Jericho and MJF are the perfect um, transitional champions to another team, but um, they don't have that team right now. That's like obviously being groomed for that spot. But I think that, that you're right. I mean, if they're going to get put the, the, the belts on anybody from the inner circle, come on proud and or powerful. Let's go. What did you think uh, Rob of the, the Miro promo. Yeah, fine. Like, I get it. He sees something in Chucky e. T. He wants him to be more serious. Orange Cassidy is just a schoolboy who's saying, will you fight us at Revolution? Circle one. It's good. I'm ready to see Miro get back to kicking ass because he was really good in that battle royal a few months ago. I am too. Um uh, and also, I'm glad that Kip Sabian's back in the ring. He had been sidelined for, for quite a while. Hadn't wrestled since early January. And speaking of, Josh Cardenas says, do you see Kanchi taking Anna J spot in Dark Order? No, I, I think Anna J will probably still be around in Dark Order. She just won't be wrestling. Mm-hmm. AEW is really good about doing that thing where people are hurt, but you still get use out of them. That I don't know how many months was Britt Baker in a wheelchair, and she, every time she was on TV, she was a damn star, and we, allowed her to be right back up at that level when she came back and it was healthy. And not not bragging on us, but we all knew it, and that's the thing. The yeah. viewers, like our viewers, knew it too. Yeah. We all looked at it and we're like, "Oh, this bl- blessing in disguise, happy accident. Yeah. She's gonna get super over doing this," and she did. Did uh, which. We're, we'll just go ahead and talk about it. The AEW World Title Eliminator semifinal match. Dr. Britt Baker gets beaten by Nyla Rose. What a match. But Britt Baker, Britt Baker should have won. Again, not in the 1030 slot. Great. Awesome. This tournament rules. It mm-hmm. was very, very fast. Uh, put together quick. But I fully believe Britt Baker should be the anchor. They tie themselves to and develop people around her. I don't know what they're doing. If they go Thunder Rosa and she wins, I'll be like, you know what? Uh, okay. Yeah, okay. But, but Robert, uh, Robert, yeah. I, I feel like you don't like this result. Yeah, because I've been saying Britt Baker is the anchor for this division for months now. and Pretty much everybody I know has, and that's why yeah. it seems so confounding. The text message I got as soon as the match was over said, damn, when are they actually going to give her the belt? And I, I have no answer. So when when you look at the trajectory, and I always draw this comparison, Hangman Page, Britt Baker. 
Different paths, similar paths. They were both brought in different ways. Hangman Page was the one that wasn't the EVP, but he said, well, I want to win the AEW title. And we all looked at him. We said, we know you're their buddy. Right. And then they didn't put the title on him as a result. And now what, what has happened? Now when he wins that title, holy shit, it's going to be a moment. And everybody's behind him. Britt Baker was their first female signing. And as a result, you had a whole lot of people saying, well, she's got to be as good as Bailey and Sasha Banks and, and Becky Lynch. And that was not plausible mm-hmm. because she had never worked TV consistently. She did not have a performance center. She went to fucking dental school while she wrestled, in case you guys forgot. And look what happened over the course of a year or two years. She is a television superstar she can wrestle she can talk she can make people look good she can make herself look good she's funny she is a a tv star the kind of person you want to build a goddamn division around yes this is my thing like their insistence on not strapping up Britt baker confounds me to my very core i literally do not understand it like she's like you build everything like my opinion she should have been champ already at some point already even with the time i know she missed with injury already yeah. she should have been champ cutting amazing heel promos doing her doing her 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 stuff from her dentist office doing that that segment where she had like at the waiting room that thing yes like every she's gold on the mic and she's getting better all the time in the ring she could be anchoring this thing. Everything can revolve around her. The fact that they haven't, like, doesn't make any sense to me. Also, your point about her and Paige having parallel uh, trajectories, I agree, except Paige is now universally beloved. Sure. And Britt Baker is a reviled heel. She's great at what she does, but the, the response will be different when she finally wins the big one. Yeah, yeah, of course. It's a it's a very different feel to it in my mind. What they're building to can't be the same type of sure, sure. I mean, she's gonna be a heel when she wins. Yeah. I mean, that, that'll be a difference. But you saw what happened when that three count happened tonight, and look at the yeah. conversation we're having. There's a lot of people that are like from from that standpoint, like Nerd Guru, great match. Why the fuck didn't Britt win? I don't know. Right. Here's the I thing. I, I I also want to I also bring up because I don't I don't want us to, to to seem like I think Nyla Rose has improved tremendously in the so ring since much. she was champ. This was the best match I I think I've I've seen I've seen her work. I I loved everything about the finishing five minutes of this match was so great to me. And I don't want to take anything away from her winning. I think the match that she's going to have with Thunder Rosa is going to be in uh, sorry Thunder Rosa if what you know if that pulls pulls together the yes. two of them do we have an amazing match together i'm i'm I, I think she's great and i still don't understand like if you're building to something where we're gonna see brit be the champion sometime in the next three months okay but anything longer than that you're pushing it you're really pushing it so uh, i also think this was the best uh women's match that they've had that hasn't involved a joshi competitor this was mm-hmm. a great start for their division Problem is, if Riho goes over Thunder Rosa, and we're right back to it's Nyla and Riho, and we're just going to one of them, we need a new face in this division, and they could fumble the ball here. Uh, Eloquent says, for all the women's division criticisms, the last three Dynamite matches and Japan matches have all been bangers. They deserve some credit. And for here's the thing, for all the criticism that AEW got about putting them on Monday night at 7 p.m., 
the buzz that has existed at 7 p.m. on Monday nights is not something that I saw with other shows that, that were on before that. And also, as it turns out, they were using it for a test run to launch an entire new show in that time slot to see if it would work. So it's very like they had some trust in in these women, and that's that's really awesome. Dante V says Nyla versus Baker was great. Can't wait for Britt to get the belt from Thunder Rosa later this year. I think they showed Robert that's the feud. That's the one. Go back to it, and it's okay. Yeah, I think you can easily go back to that. I thought that's where they were going here. I hope whoever wins, I hope they're on the American side because as good as the Joshi stuff is. Yeah, The fans have spoken. They want American competitors because relying on the Joshi left the division bare for an entire year. I think you can easily do a thing where Thunder Rosa wins this tournament, takes the strap off of Sheeta, and immediately is attacked by Britt Baker saying, we're not done yet. And there's, there's a feud that anchors that, that women's division right there. I, they're so good together. And I think that you could easily have Britt take it off of, of, of uh, Thunder Rosa in an amazing feud that lasts a couple of months. Prince Day says, if Rosa gets the belt, why not strap the NWA belt on Brit and then they're chasing each other? I want a Brit to win, but that feels like the next step. I, I don't know. I, I I mean, I don't know what sort of say they have over that. I don't know how often or, or how long they plan on keeping the NWA belt on TV. Obviously, NWA's got to be stoked about it, it during their absence, but I just think they should focus more on their belt because they, they got into a weird area where their NWA where that NWA belt got on TV more than theirs. Uh, you could, could be the AEW Women's Champion. Sure, I think she could be. Um, I think she's really, really great. Um, buddy, I do not know what Dogs a Maniac is. I, I am not sure what that means. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know what that is. <laughs> hey, Boogie says we could have had Rosa Baker too, and just have Rosa go over and have the rubber match at double or nothing. I feel like that would have been better than this. Oh, I mean, it, I mean, better than the booking. Sure. I, I thought you meant um, the match itself, but I, I I'm not ever going to complain about Rosa and Baker. Cause I know they're not going to do it 10 times in five, like two or three months to where I'll be like sick of it. Like I am Oscar, Naya, Shayna and, and Charlotte. So I wouldn't hate that idea. Also, where's Vicky? Hey man, okay. I like I, Vicky, but I, I just, we I don't need ask. it. We don't need it. We don't need it. It didn't work. It didn't work. Okay. That's, it just wasn't good. Uh, Alucard says, love Britain. Nyla, the unpredictability, unpredictability. This adds, do we see a Joshi showcase? And a Brit Rosa too at Revolution. I don't know. Is is Yuka in the states? I don't think she is. Is she? Maybe. Yeah. I don't think we'll see Sheeta versus Riha. I think we'll see Sheeta sitting there watching the finals like she's freaking Shao Kahn. Like hmm. I'm gonna beat the crap out of whichever one of you win type of thing. I think that's uh, more possible. And Tay Boogie says, "Why to?" F- didn't Brit go over? Really pissed me off. Please don't have Rio win. I don't want to see Rio win this tournament. We did the Rio thing. Also, guys, did did you all see what I discovered? Please show me. Oh boy, am I ever gonna show you? So of course we've heard of Kenny Omega. Yes, WWE champion. Correct. Please. Yes. Just Kenny. Uh, just Jim Ross messing it up. 
Jim Ross screwing it up. Well, Jim Ross has really messed one up, Alex. <laughs> Please I hope me. you're ready for this. Please, I'm looking for it. Rio is 99 pounds. She's not oh, 98 pounds. God, the head. The oh, humanity. My. She's oh. not 98 pounds. Jeez, oh, oh. Jim oh. Ross. God. God, JR has really, really slipped, hasn't he? He, has, he, is not, he is not the JR we grew up on. No, he's, no, he's not. Jim Ross, retire, bitch. <laughs> well, the show's over. Drag him, King. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh Tim Traver says, I'm in the hospital sick, my friend. I hope you get better soon. We love you, Tim. Uh get well soon. Let me know if I can help you in any way. Evan Wright says, give me white suit she to watch in the finals. That's icy. That is that's that's a look right there. Nerd Guru says, with all due respect to Sheeta, they need a champ with personality and an attitude to build stories and feuds so it's not tournaments all the time. Okay, now hold on one second. For all due respect, I'll, I'll say this. We uh, posted a video of Hikaru Shida on our YouTube eating a Reese's Cup one time, and it has done 145,000 <laughs> views. So um, sometimes what she does is just working, you know? Yeah. Sometimes it's just working. Uh, bring her out there with Reese Cups. <laughs> That's sponsorship. Yeah, tie it in together. That's what I need to see. What else we got here? Isaiah Cassidy against Hangman Page. This was a fun match. They were kill- I mean, just you're going to see just some really awesome match any given night on AEW. And of course, Hangman Page wins. And I got excited, like walking down the art and the story and the eventual title win of Hangman Page with my wife. Like I was telling her about this. And because she was like, oh, who's going to beat Omega? And I was like, oh, it's going to be Page. I see it from a mile away and I can't wait. Like I'm excited. I'm like, gosh, do I want him to do it in May? Do I want him to do it in September type of thing? I, I, but uh, Hang- Hangman Page wins. Matt Hardy beats up five Allen Angels and gets run off. Uh, what did you think? I like the ending. I like the, well, you chose the Dark Order, and now I'm going to hurt all of them because they're your friends, and I wanted to be yeah. your friend. And Matt Hardy is that kind of petty. So yes. it just works. It does work. Um, love the Hangman Page arc. Uh, this is elementary storytelling. He goes up against one of Hardy's dudes. Beats him, Hardy. Hardy gets gets his heat back without beating up Hangman. Mm-hmm. This is good story, as opposed to WWE. I hate to be the WWE versus AEW, where somebody gets a pin and then they get beat up right afterwards. This is a way to get your heat back, and not everybody has to be the same level of over all the time. All due respect, Allen Angels Five doesn't need to be that level of over. He can get his ass whipped. For for the greater good of building Hangman Page and building Matt Hardy. I thought this was fun. Yeah, Five is the whipping boy of the Dark Order, and they established that on BTE, and it plays well here. Main event, Lance Archer defeated Ray Phoenix. Good, it's good shit. I mean, this nothing wrong with a, a good match. Phoenix legitimately jumped over the back of Jake Snake Roberts and didn't even flinch. I thought it was perfect. 
these got uh, Archer will now go into the ladder match. He's clearly there just to throw some ladders around and hurt some people, but I'm excited for it. Obviously, Phoenix in a ladder match makes more sense, maybe even more than Penta, because Phoenix can fly and it's very fun to watch. But this was a good ending match for a match that didn't revolve around the world title in the main event spot. Evan Wright says that Spanish fly was ridiculously awesome. That's it, Lance Archer still at this age, man. Killing it. The Spanish fly, the rope walk, moonsault, like all of it. These guys are both so great. It, it doesn't feel right to have one of them not be in. Like, I mean, it's cool that they're doing like Max Caster and 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 uh, and ten next week. But couldn't Ray Phoenix and Large Lance Archer be in this match? And neither of those two guys, like, couldn't they? They have great qualifying matches, but lose. Like, I, I don't know. I, just to me, these two guys are so at the top. This is what I was trying to say to somebody who was like, they're very impatient. About Ray, why isn't Ray Phoenix at the top? Why isn't he in the in the absolute main event scene? Look how amazing he is every week. And I said I agree, but the problem is that they don't have the longevity of their titles to say so and so was a three time champion. If you go back six or seven years, they don't have that. So in my opinion, you have you you kind of need to do with some hot potatoing. So you have everybody gets a shot at the title to run with it for a month or two to see what you can do with it. Because I, I made a list of, let's see, uh, 11, 10, 11 guys that I think need to have a run with either the TNT <laughs> or the main title because they're that level. And, and them all biz being kind of like can't quite bust through the glass ceiling doesn't look great to a, to a lot of people. And it, 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 it it's, Kind of a thing that is very AEW specific because you can't say like like Randy Orton or Sheamus or whatever like they used to they were champions however long Randy Orton only recently but Sheamus was a champion years ago you don't have there is no years ago so you don't have that kind of legacy with the titles. We have a bunch of super chats about this match. Uh, Bud Ryan says, "Just want to say Phoenix is the best." AEW is so stacked. Ricardo Holt says. Uh, Ray slapping the sweat off of Archer was fire. That was good, and I like the interaction before the match as well. Uh, they, they this was really really good. Uh, Ryan B. Jam says both main events had a luchador versus a murderer. <laughs> Gotta love the Wednesday Night Wars. Hey, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Zach Barber says we should all be smoking cigarettes after that AEW uh, show. Uh, just uh, the main event alone. Well, better better cigarettes than vapes apparently, or because. You could be inhaling toxic metals in your lungs, from what I understand. That's right. You don't want a metal monster to come after you at all. That That's bad. Evan Wright says, Archer versus Phoenix ruled beyond belief. Nyla versus Britt del- over-delivered in every way. Griff- Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Garrison has an amazing hot tag and Revolution is shaping up. Yeah, I went and looked at the Revolution card now and it's like, oh, bam, eight matches set. Cool. Please, AEW, hit me up with some interviews next week. I'd greatly appreciate that. Speaking of, Evan says Bear Country in a pay-per-view match. Any news on them? Well, they gotta be they they had to have made a pretty good impression to be in a casino battle royal match with the, this tag team division as stacked as it is. So, I, mean, so I think that's a that's a good sign. So this annoys me because okay, I got it at double or nothing. But why do we keep why do we do casino events outside of the gambling themed pay-per-view? I don't I mean they're what do you mean? Well, they're doing the casino battle oh, okay. royal. At For Revolution. some reason, I thought we were at double or nothing. I mean, I don't mind if they make it their thing. I don't mind if they do like a tag every year, a women's every year, and a singles every year. I, I thought the casino um, ladder, ladder match, match was revolutionary. I thought it was incredible. It was such an improvement over all the other stuff. So we'll see how this one goes. Bam says, any signing or loans you want to join AEW? Uh, Shota Umino is the main one I think would be fitting, and New Japan would be like, yeah, we'll let him go there. I, I think that would be one that would benefit so many people because John Moxley's got a soft spot for the guy, and John Moxley does not have a soft spot for anybody. Marcus Ryan says, do you think Paul White joins Inner Circle? No. You know what? I I feel like he could be the big muscle instead of uh instead of Jake Hager, but I don't know. Then then where does Hager go? Meh. Uh Marcus Ryan sent a super chat. I'll look and see. I think you you already uh, added a question to that. But Evan Wright says hype for Dark Order versus Matt Private Party and TH2. That's a banger. That's yeah. that's a crazy match there robert yeah i like the idea that th2 is trying to get into the matt hardy group and that's a good way to give another tag team the rub and these guys can also play off the yeah we were inspired by you and jeff i i once jumped off a balcony <laughs> <laughs> rob bookin says they should have had jim ross save cutler not the bucks yeah uh, yeah <laughs> what well, I think he's reacting to that thing that Jim Ross said that time about everybody uh, coiling up like Custer's and catching people, and then Cutler tweeted it because he yeah. can. Okay, okay, <laughs> yes, okay. That that hits it hits better now. Alucard says mob boss white suit cheetah needs to come to the U.S. That would be fantastic. It'd also be fantastic if you guys. Leave us a thumbs up on this video. I see 
you know, a lot, hundreds, hundreds of you watching, but I don't see all that many thumbs up. What the heck's up with that? It helps us out an awful lot. So you know what I'm going to do? Well, 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 you help us out. I'm going to help you out. I'm going to help you get in shape. I'm going to help you stay full because I got magicspoon.com slash Fightful. I got that promo code Fightful, and I got $5 off your next order. By golly. They got a brand new variety pack, and it now features peanut butter, my favorite flavor. Zero sugar, 13, 14 grams of protein, only four net grams of carbs in each serving, 140 calories in each serving. Other conventional cereal, you know it's got way more. You know it's got way more carbs. Uh, It's not gluten-free. It's not grain-free. It's probably not soy-free. It's definitely not low-carb, and it's definitely not GMO-free. But you know what is? Magic Spoon. And Magic Spoon is keto-friendly. You can drink protein shakes, and that's great. I do. You can uh, get your workout in. You can get your protein in. But this is a way to switch it up. This is a way to to get your breakfast on track, too. Or if you want a snack throughout the day. I love going and mixing my chocolate with the peanut butter. And with that variety pack, I can do that as well. Uh, You can make like almost like a, a peanut butter cup flavor when you mix those as well. You want that healthy breakfast. And if you don't want to cut cereal out, this is the thing to go with. I'm loving all their flavors, fruity, frosted, cocoa, and peanut butter in this variety pack. Check them out. And one bowl leaves you full. You're not going to keep going back and back and back. Magicspoon.com slash Fightful. Use that code Fightful at checkout to save $5 off your order. And here's the thing. If you do not like it, just try it. If you don't like it, they'll refund your money. No questions asked. They have a 100% happiness guarantee get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal magicspoon.com slash fightful do you think adam cole's guilt-free alex (laughs) no uh i i i listen this is uh one of those things where um whenever a wrestler starts to uh try and emote some express some real remorse, some actual regret for actions they've taken in the past. Um, it always, it's just so rare. It's so like what isn't done in WWE that it always feels like a unicorn or something. Yeah. It's too good to be true because it always is yes. too good to be true. No one's ever actually expressed remorse for anything. And yet tonight, Adam Cole sold me a ticket. Like there was, there was something in his voice because I know the, uh, the man, Adam Cole cares deeply for Kyle O'Reilly. This wasn't a notes apology. I was buying it. Yeah, it was some, it was actually some really good stuff. But every time I was, every time I thought to my second to myself, Hey, maybe this is actually sincere. I go, no, no, they're never sincere when they apologize because they never actually regret anything so we're going to talk about the main event segment first Roderick Strong comes out after Adam Cole is apologizing and saying that he he wished he hadn't done all this and then Finn Balor comes out and tries to open up a can of whoop ass on both of them but a melee breaks out Balor gets laid out Roddy clotheslines Adam Cole and if you had any doubt it's pretty solidified now Adam Cole ain't in Undisputed Era. He hit Roderick Strong, strong um, right in the penis. 
just to throw that one back at you. Yeah. And you get the you get the old visual, the 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 Omos cam. Yep. Where they go from the floor up and you see Adam Cole looking down. Yeah. I thought this was a fantastic it's a, segment. It's a really, really well done segment. I, I really loved Roddy coming out and saying, No, you don't get to do what you did and try and apologize for this. I really enjoyed like Roddy Strong's part of it too. Like you yeah. left me in the dark about this whole thing. I didn't know what was going on. How dare you do this to me? Like it was horrible what you did to Kyle, what you did to us, the, the Undisputed Era. We were brothers and you you tore this whole thing apart. And now you're like, Wah, I'm sorry I did it. Like that doesn't make any sense. There's a great part where, where Roddy Strong goes, what is happening? Like he honestly doesn't know because his whole world has crumbled. Like this is a really cool segment between these guys who are best friends falling apart like it's a, actually evokes genuine pathos these are human beings not some other world i think a lot of it has to do with the fact that undisputed era are just dudes like they're all five foot eight they're just they're like regular sized people like we're not we're not looking at like friggin you know people have been bombarded with gamma radiation these are just regular dudes you might see walking down the street so it feels more real i think when guys like this are in segments like this I thought that was all really well done. And by the way, um, Adam Cole versus Roderick Strong versus Finn Balor is going to hump. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Robert, any any thoughts on this one? This was fucking beautiful, man. This was. <laughs> i so glad that they said this for the overrun because yes. I was going to stop and put it on. And this was a great segment. They did sell me a ticket. When he's crying and Roddy's going, what's happening here? I I love you. You're my brother. And I'm going, don't save the swerve for a little bit. Don't hit him now. And, of course, he hits him in the balls and he calls him stupid. This is going to be good, especially if this ends with uh, Adam beating Finn and then Kyle beating Adam at WrestleMania. Because you can do that. Yeah. Yeah. I did miss a super chat from AEW. Alucard, somebody said I missed two Emmy Sakura ones, but I only see one. Alucard says, I'm watching two half-hour Japanese conversations with Emmy Sakura and uh, Suruga, I believe is, is the name. I don't know if I pronounced it. On the Gato Move YouTube channel because of this tournament. I love it. I love this Emmy Sakura a yeah. whole lot more Me too. than Freddie Mercury knockoff Emmy Sakura that they were putting on TNT. That was a bad idea when they yeah. did that. It was a bad idea. This Emmy Sakura, I'm completely fine with. Sean Spears' career choice. (laughs) Too bad that Big Cass can't fake makeup with Enzo uh, is still in my memory. Ah, well. You know what? I had forgotten about it blissfully, but I'm reminded of, of that exact moment. And yes, they always try, but it's never real. Uh, someone says one was about Emmy being someone favorite in a tournament. I mean, favorite to watch. Sure. Favorite to win. I, I doubt it. That ain't happening. But, um, I, I think she's been great in the tournament. I think she's been really, really good. NXT was really good. Johnny Gargano lost to Dexter Loomis though. I am never a fan of champions losing. I thought Dexter Loomis looked really awesome, but where does this lead? Well, it's going to lead to another goddamn match. Because that's WWE. That's how they do it. And that's how they do it. Instead of just building winner, 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 winner against winner, they take the guy that just knocked off the winner, Kushida, who had been winning for months and months and months, and they beat him. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. 
Um, Dexter Loomis is uh, it, we've we've been talking f- forever about um, uh, where where do where do you go with him? What's his ceiling? What can you do with him beyond creepy guy? Um, I'm I'm loving that that his psychosexual nature has 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 turned Indy Hartwell uh, against against her parents, and Austin Theory has a weird Stockholm syndrome thing for being kidnapped by him. Yes. and Dexter Loomis hasn't really done anything. He just stands there, and they're like, it's like this, he this kidnapped a guy. Well, no, I'm, I'm, say, I'm saying that in the in the match, he just stands yes. there, and Indy Hartwell's like, uh, call me, and Austin Theory's like. Why would I want to hit you with this chair? You seem like a good guy. Like, there's just a great thing that all you do is stand there and everybody else acts around him. It, it works in a really weird way. So Austin Theory did not use the chair on Dexter Loomis. They bring that up backstage and Austin's like, he's not that bad. He's all right. And Indy Hartwell's like, yeah, well, he's hot. Which, to be quite frank, something I see an awful lot of on my timeline. So I see, I see some... Some filthy comments just <laughs> lobbed his way. So checks out, man. Uh, the, I thought this was great. The and Gargano's killer like, thirst is real on the yeah. PL. Yeah. And Gargano wow. is like, we're going to therapy. I can't wait for oh, this. It's so good. It's got to be Dr. Shelby. Really, very good. Very, it'd be, I mean, it should be. And, and th- that super chat was from Cyclops, which we talked about the Emmy MVP tournament. You know what? I buy that too. Uh, she she very well could be, and thank you, Cyclops. Sorry, I missed that. But you want to talk about great segments? Let's talk about Cameron Goddamn Grimes. Oh man, this oh, man. guy hit the jackpot both in real life and professionally. He is trying to be the million dollar man. Like how many like knockoff things do yeah. we see? We saw Ted DiBiase's kid literally yeah. try to be him. Million dollar belt and all. And what Cameron Grimes did, he's like, I'm not even going to pretend. I'm just going to be Ted DiBiase. I'm even going to steal his skits. But he forgets the punchline. He has a guy. He he has a dork. All due respect to dork. He's just portrayed as a dork. Dribble a ball 10 times backstage. And the guy goes, you were supposed to kick the ball. (laughs) Then he goes and finds three people that he thinks are absolute scrubs. Oh, wait, one's a former WNBA player. <laughs> and she crosses him up. That's so good. She gave him the Iverson to get away from the kick. It was so good. Yes. Then and he's he's livid. He's getting progressively more mad at, at Ted DiBiase, who is <laughs> battling. He blames Ted for this. He's catching a case somewhere right now, I think. <laughs> and he's just mad at Ted DiBiase. So he does it again to a guy outside, but, and he goes, "You mean like Ted DiBiase?" And he's like, "Yes, yes like Ted, Ted DiBiase." <laughs> <laughs> and then he just punches the guy in the face. And Kiss my th- grits, Ted DiBiase. And he throws all the money that he didn't want to lose to the guy up in the air. It falls to the ground, and he walks away because it wasn't about the money; it was about losing the game. Like I, 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 I agree, Sean. Like. Cameron Grimes, like I, I wasn't necessarily like he was just a, he was a, a guy with a southern accent and a big beard and long hair and a silly hat, 
That was all he was. He's and like he if Jed away. Clampett met Ted DiBiase and he and, can kick your ass. And all of a sudden he came back and this thing has given him so much new life. Like, honestly, I don't even know how often I need to see him wrestle. And I <laughs> yes. think he's a great wrestler. This this thing, if he does this most weeks, it's just so good. My God. And we like, I mean, honestly, they could play that music video they have that they did for him. They could play that twice a week. I wouldn't mind. It's so good. This whole thing, everything surrounding him has just been absolutely perfect. I mean, and the guy is unreal in the ring. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I watched him. Gosh, I'm trying to remember the, the, the timeline of events because they, they can build this kind of stuff. He and a ACH did 60 minutes in like, I want to say November, October of 2018. Mm-hmm. Then he turned around like, a couple months later, when everybody knew he was getting signed, he was a few weeks away from showing up in WWE. He's like, nah, you know what? I'll do 70, 70 minutes in like this six pack challenge. And then a couple weeks later, he did a, like, I, I think it went an hour and 15 minutes in a one on one match at like in CWF. Holy crap, man. The guy can go and he can go for a long time. I'm so excited for him. I'm so excited for him here. Uh, guys, get in those super chats. It really helps us out. Also, leave us a nice thumbs up. Let, let's talk. Like, I don't know what happened. Did Tyler Rust and Malcolm Bivens like hack Matt Bloom's hard drive or something? Like, I don't know. They, they've been booked fantastically two straight weeks. Yeah. And Malcolm Bivens' gimmick now is that he is legitimately the the millisecond somebody gets cleared he's like want to fight <laughs> because leon ruff gets cleared and malcolm bivens pops up from behind a table pops his hoodie off and he's like let's fight and before that can even happen swerve strickland beats up or swerve scott beats up leon ruff and tyler rust wins this helped out everybody. It made Leon Ruff sympathetic. It made Malcolm Bivens look more opportunistic than Edge is pretending to be on SmackDown. Um, it made Tyler Russ look like a heel, and it made Swerve Scott look like a jerk. I, 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 I really wish there was something like very concrete about the whole Tyler Rust winning matches like by forfeit or whatever kind of a thing. Like, I think it'd be really cool if it was like, if um, if William Regal like says, okay, Tyler Russ, yes, he can have a a, a, a a championship match if he wins five matches in a row, and then and then and Michael was like, bet, and he goes off and he <laughs> finds all of these things, these easy like like sides ways to get in and win all these matches that that then gets him his client a guaranteed title shot. Hear me out. I want to see Malcolm Bivens throw a banana peel in the ring and somebody literally slip on it. Yeah. Let's do that. I want to see stuff like that. Like this was this is really really good. And I I also think that Leon Ruff is is has proven that he can actually go in the ring. Uh, he's not just he's not just a jobber, but he's always going to be sympathetic because of his size, and he'd be extra sympathetic because because Swerve Scott is literally dragging him around by his soft palate, like getting like three fingers up in his mouth and pulling him by his skull is really really disconcerting to watch it really helps the whole the whole heel face dynamic in there also chucking him spine first into the into the apron isn't gonna isn't gonna do any uh anybody favors either yeah uh this <laughs> this was a lot of fun 
Uh, Grizzled Young Veterans defeat Drake Maverick and Killian Dane. I mean, this was a way to get Grizzled Young Veterans a win after after they came up close in the uh, in the Dusty Rhodes Tag Classic. I thought this was good stuff. Yeah, they 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 injured MSK backstage. Uh, Wesley is a broken hand. He's going to be out for several weeks. So they 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 got these young guys over. I don't know if this is a is a legitimate injury, but it it sure feels storyline ish to me. Um, but they got these these young guys over, put the like gave them the dusty cup, and then writing them off TV for a few weeks seems weird. But um, but I do love the heelish t- tendencies of um, of Gibson and Drake. Drake actually got a chance to speak on the mic. And I'm really disappointed because I I really honestly wanted him to never talk on the mic, just be a mute at all times. I think it helps the dynamic even better. But my favorite thing about this entire storyline is Killian Dane carrying Drake Maverick's unconscious body backstage and runs into Alexander Wolf, who says, used to be a monster in the ring. What are you doing now? And Killian Dane having to think twice about what he's doing like the idea of alexander wolf recruiting killian dane into imperium mm-hmm. and as a weird thing like would it be interesting is that the next time we see killian dane if he ever shows up in imperium he's shaven and he's cut the hair to a nice high and tight and all of a sudden like it's a completely different guy Needs because he's be. adopted the world of imperium that'd be really cool for killian dane well, because because of the lack of any kind of use of Nikki Cross, if they wanted to try a sanity reunion, I'd be here for it. Just get Nikki doing something. Yeah. Uh, as far as MSK getting hurt, NXT has done this weird thing almost every week where they announce a match and then, oh, just kidding, that match will happen next week or in two weeks. And it seems like this is a continuation of that. And I don't get that strategy. Izzy Cananzaro got beat by Zia Lee. Big wheel kick to the face. Alex, uh, how'd you feel? I um, mean, I, 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 I did like the the you know, the, the brutal brutality of it. Like stomping on her leg the wrong way as it was hung up in the yeah. ring steps was good. Uh, they called the match because she couldn't stand, and as soon as they got her to her feet, she did the wheel kick anyway. I thought that was good. Um, it was it's very funny to like to to like listen to. Um, Wade Barrett uh, uh, banter back and forth with Beth Phoenix about the nature of friendship, and <laughs> and just the idea of um, like oh but but why would Zaylee be so mean to Casey Cotton They were so friends for they were friends for so long. And and Wade Barrett is like, what do you mean? Like what what, what does she need friends? Everybody needs friends. Like uh, dude, she's got Boa over there as her bodyguard, and then whatever the hell that thing is in the chair. The dragon yeah. lady. I don't think she needs friends right now. Mm-hmm. And Vic Joseph saying Casey Cottonzaro trying to beat the friendship back into Zia Lee. Yes, that's exactly how friendship works in WWE. You're a you're a natural at this business, Vic Joseph. Uh Guru <laughs> said Zia Lee said wear a mask while you're on crutches. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, am I missing something? Do I remember like some big long extended friendship between the, 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 but it hasn't been canon. But Casey Cottonzaro and 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 Caden Carter and Zia Lee came into the PC at the same time. Sure. So like apparently Beth Phoenix wants the whole story to revolve around that. But I don't remember them ever hanging out on TV. I, I remember Casey beating Zia Lee in about two minutes in October, and yeah, her and Caden beating 
Zaya in a tag match in about three or four minutes before then. Yep. Other than that, I don't remember anything. That's that's friendship, Sean. That's friendship. That's friendship. That's it. My God. Uh, Rosalina says, I can't wait until Zaya versus Caden. That's going to be good. I for, keep saying. For four I, minutes until Zaya Lee kicks her head off too. Yeah, true. Um, I, I think that'll be good. Caden Carter just screams to me like somebody that Vince will be like, oh, who's that? I want her up. Just because how often have we seen something like that? Nobody expected Elias to come up when he came up or Braun or or Dana or even right. Apollo when he did, even though he was ready, but they weren't ready for him type of thing. Uh, but Caden Carter just screams to me like, oh, well, yeah, they'll, they'll probably just randomly call her up and probably do nothing with her as well. Yeah, yeah. Sean Spears' career choice said next week, Bivens going to ambush Casey in the trainer's room. I, I want it. Fight Tyler Rust, you coward. I want him to open like a like a cabinet in the in the trainer's room and like pop out of it and say, hey, yeah. Casey, want a match? Yes. Oh, I love that idea. I love that idea. And let me tell you, I love the idea to have Io Shirai take on Zoe Stark. Now, usually I'm like, ah, you know what? Probably just build her up, build her up. No, this this worked really well because Zoe Stark had like a great debut last week or a great, great appearance last week. And then she hung with the dominant NXT Women's Champion this week, Alex. I thought that was a fantastic way to go about it, immediately establish her and show that she's a contender. Yeah, I, I liked uh, Steve, uh, uh, William Regal's little thing online where he says he calls it Joy Stark. I've decided to put you in a match with Io Shirai. It's a non-title match, but you know we'll see what you can do. And her being so excited about it, like absolutely, I love this shot. Um, and she showed out. She was great. Uh, she's amazing, um, and she absolutely hung with Io. Um, and uh, I, I'm pro- I, I don't know if this is an unpopular opinion. I don't need to see Tony Storm versus EO again. I feel like the thing that she had, the three-way with her and Mercedes counts, and I'm kind of ready to move on. What I what I'd love to see is a is a first feud for Zoe as Tony Storm. Because I want to see that thing of actually Zoe Stark really proving herself there. I don't know if we get to that after this, if Zoe Stark is not a big fan of Tony Storm for for putting herself in her business. But there's there's somewhere to go with that. I don't want to see Zoe Stark fade out of the out of the out of the spotlight after this. She's great, and I want to see how they give her a personality to build on because so many of these women are just like there to like look impressive but not actually do anything. Like let's give the give her a real storyline. Um, but I'm totally down for her like just being a great fighter because that's what she is. Yeah, I think that this rollout of Zoe Stark is good. She doesn't lose a single thing by losing to Io Shirai. Doesn't hurt her a bit, Alex. Yeah, she, I mean, she emerges it, as good, if not better. Yeah, and and there, I don't know if this is something that's in the cards, but a but a Zoe Stark gets wins some kind of battle royal or a triple threat match match or whatever to get a shot at the title. Let's say a few months from now. And Io Shirai versus Zoe Stark for the title could go a very different way. You never know. I thought this was was a really good way to do this. Joseph said, uh, loved Io's reaction after winning, uh, showing how Zoe really pushed her to the limit. Yeah. So it's those those little things that that um that that help put somebody over, like like Bret Hart getting thrown across the ring by one, two, three kid, and then he looks away and he's like, Oh, this guy's serious. Yeah. He's not a kid type of thing. 
Yeah. Um, just, just really, really good stuff. The MSK video. How'd you feel about that? Uh, it, it, it did, it did a great job of, of further connecting me to these kids, especially, um, uh, Nash Carter. I thought that his, the thing about his, his dad really like hit home for, I'm sure for a lot of people. Um, it's, it's great building them. That's why it feels weird for them to be, to be off of TV. I wouldn't mind seeing like, if, if Wes Lee is injured, give me a, give me a singles match, uh, Nash Carter versus Zach Gibson. Do that next week. I, I I'd watch the hell out of that. It'd be a lot of fun. I, yeah, I, I like these things too. They really help develop people. So, I mean, sure, sure. Uh, throughout the night, we keep seeing, by the way, that Santos Escobar has not arrived to the arena. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I should note, Tony Storm comes out. She wants a match. She's getting one. NXT title match, two weeks. I yep. love it. Then we get a war. Carrying Cross, Santos Escobar. Alex, this was awesome. My only complaint, the crazy camera cuts outside. It's a street fight. Don't it's a that. it's a no DQ match. Let it be gritty. This was nuts. Like everybody went out of their way to make carrying cross look like a million bucks. And um, he didn't need much help. He was already looking like a million bucks here. This I think is the best carrying cross we've seen in WWE. Yes. Um, uh, so, so often he's, he's made to, he's made to look like such of a monster that the match itself isn't interesting to me. Um, but this number one, kudos to Santos Escobar for being one of the few heels who understands that, Hey, I've got two friends. So this no DQ match is actually a three on one handicap match. So few heels actually employ the rules of a no DQ match. It's not like, oh, they'll come in and, and, and hit him once. No, this was a literal three-on-one handicap match the yes. entire time. And I thought it was it was it was planned perfectly for that. And it's like, it why, why great. wouldn't they? Exactly. That's the thing. Yes. Like every anytime, like for example, uh on Sunday at Elimination Chamber, there was a fatal four-way for a shot at the United States Championship with Mustafa Ali in there, and he had his boys at ringside. Why wouldn't they just come in and beat up all the people? It's no DQ, just do that. But yep. no, this was fantastic. It reminded me a lot of the of the hardcore rules matches that they did, street fights they did on Lucha Underground. Go figure. You got King Cuerno in there against Killer Cross. Like it's the guys who were there. It feel, felt like very real and, and uh, earthy, like just very heavy in its weight. I really loved all of it. I mean, I think that San Escobar looked great in defeat, um, as well as Cross was made to look like an absolute badass monster. Um, this is was worked really well for both of them. It's a weird thing that is a one-off match. Uh, the cruiserweight championship doesn't factor into it at all. It's a it's a very odd way to book your cruiserweight champion. But I, I'm I'm here to see where they go with with. Santos Escobar after this, as long as, you know, it's probably first of all to a local medical facility and then beyond that, who knows? Uh, Rosalina says it was a little weird because Karen came out looking super brutal and vicious, but yet face still an amazing match. It's, it, I think it's because the other three were such shits. Yes. And um, it was the, the pseudo baby face type of thing, but yeah, yeah I, I get what you mean. He's, he's a badass tweener. That, that can be used depending on who he goes against. My pitch originally for Karrion Cross 
was 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 the serial killer who hunts other serial killers. The yes. guy who doesn't who doesn't care what your alignment is, but I'm just going to make your life miserable. I think they could still do that with Karrion Cross and make him a very interesting character that way. Get your super chats in. We are headed down the home stretch. Lorenzo Torres says Cross needs a new finisher. I hate it. I think he I, needs an I think he needs another one. I mean, I I I cannot tell you how little I think of run up and and forearm you in the back of the head. Like that's yep. Nothing like I, I, I like the straight jacket thing that he did. Like, it feels like everybody's got one of those in WWE. So I understand they don't want yes. him to do that. The Coquina clutch, the Kirifuda clutch, the Oscar lock. It's all basically the same thing. So him doing that again doesn't really work. But this is not it. Wade should yeah. give him the bull hammer. If you're going to do a strike, it's that. Look, the running forearm only worked because they gave Luger that. The, he's yeah. got the middle plate in the arm. And, yeah. and to be honest with you, Luger can only do like two other moves. Right. And Cross is so much better than this. It's good that uh, <laughs> it's good that uh, Santos Escobar looks good. He's bigger than the Cruiserweight title. He needs to drop it. He should have dropped it to Swerve at Halloween Havoc. But you know, that's, that's the problem. That title should be like Impact's doing two world titles right now. You should look at those as one and one A because eighty percent of the roster are cruiserweights there. Yeah, right. So it should be a title that like almost everybody like that, that these people compete for, and they're like, I just hate how it's treated. It really. Is I not hate good. how it's treated. It's not. John Jones is the two hundred and five pound champion in the UFC, and he's about to go kick the living shit out of all the heavyweights. And I mean, I get it; he's a bigger dude anyway, but. Anderson Silva was a middleweight. He jumped up to light heavyweight and beat people's asses. Like, come on. Come on. Uh, the super chat from Nerdgury said, Zoe Stark versus Io was a banger and in and, and a match that probably could have used a DQ, but I'm happy they did not. Well, that's the thing. It couldn't have used a DQ, but they've conditioned you to believe that it's going to happen. This Monday, I am fully expecting John Morrison or Drew McIntyre to run in. Oh yeah, in, yeah. In no, that match, no. when in when in reality, Alex, what should happen is akin to what we saw tonight. Hurt business should be surrounding the ring yeah. to prevent anything. Why? Yeah. Because they know that if no shenanigans happen, Bobby Lashley's beating that ass in two minutes flat. One hundred percent. And that, I mean, I, I I laid it out on 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 sour graps how how I think if you if an you, hour fifty. Yeah. Well, I also went into I also did elimination chamber yes. so i i did i did several hours of programming it. but um but you could easily do this where you have uh, like reasons for why people aren't there you morrison you're banned from ringside hurt business you two mvp you're banned from ringside we're just gonna have lashley and the miz which is why those guys aren't involved but drew mcintyre who we didn't see at all on monday is probably going to come in and and ruin this match, leading to a triple threat at Fast Lane. I mean, it's kind of obvious because of the way WWE books their stuff. Yeah, guys, thank you all so much. You all been so good to us tonight. We had a big episode of Listen, You Boy today. Please check that out at our weekly news show uh, over on Twitch.tv/slash Fightful Gaming. They had <laughs> Chaos Project, just Luther and Serpentico, just dropping by, you know. Just normal stuff. Normal uh, stuff. Jeremy, Jeremy, Joel, and Joe, and everybody are killing it over there. They're doing uh, Tuesday night impact watch alongs as well. We also have youtube.com slash fightful scraps. We've got pay per view watch alongs over there. 
did one for Elimination Chamber. If you guys like it and uh, it, it, it does well, we'll keep it up. We'll give you guys as much Fightful as you can handle. But please check out that Listen Your Boy episode today that is also just blowing up. All of our shows are, really. And I want to thank you all so much for that. The growth that we have seen over the past year, you all have have grown us from a little pew into a total package, into a solid 14-inch total package complete with, with uh, you know what, a metal plate in your forearm. Hot diggity dog. Robert, tell the people where they can find you. You can find me on Twitter at Dude Felice. You can find me every day, essentially, on Fightful.com. Uh, over on Saturdays, I do the SmackDown Double Down on WrestleZone. I do that Saturday mornings. I'm doing it occasionally, doing an Impact recap show. So I'm all over the place. Just keep following me on Twitter, and thank you for all the support. Alex Palowski. You did a one hour, 50 minute review last night. Yeah. And it's like, you know, we gave him a raise. Let him do what he wants. Who cares? <laughs> Who cares, right? Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, you're killing it over there, but tell the people about what you do. Uh, you can follow me on the Twitter at uh, Alex Sour Graps. Uh, I do Sour Graps twice a week on Fight for Select, uh, reviewing um, uh, Raw. Uh, at a, at usually it's a tight hour thirty five, uh, but, <laughs> but I, I had to talk about elimination chamber as well and all the implications therein. Uh, and then uh, on 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 Saturday I review SmackDown. It's an hour less time, so that runs in at about an hour twenty. So, yeah, you guys so can you catch really these. Know. You guys can catch these shows live too. I don't push yes. it a lot, but we also do a listen your boy post show called the list goes on over there. I've got a Q and A show every week, uh, which I should probably put that Q and A field up right now. Uh, you guys can ask me questions. I do a backstage report show. It's about 15, 20 minutes of just exclusive news. But we also do like sort of the transactions. Who got signed, who got released, whose contract's coming up, who signed new contracts, injury report updates, and uh, a bunch of exclusive news that we have reported exclusively at Fightful. So check that out. Alex is killing it over there. And uh, you know, while, while I'm plugging stuff, facebook.com slash Fightful Online. Uh, Robert Wilkins, Rob Wilkins. We got so many Bobs and Roberts and Bobos and it's a very Bobbies. common name. It's it's, it's a Bobby's world over here. And I am Howie Mandel. Until next time, we're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.